0: (laughs) Your room, that's my lipstick
1: (laughs) What's going on? What's
0: going on? Yes, ladies and gentlemen Minnesota Money Boss players, yes
1: Welcome to Live App That's what it is I'm here, I'm here for it, you know
0: yeah so we got a lot to talk about you know you know where we, where it's gonna end up, but I kind of want to get even more familiar with you. I was just telling everybody that um for the past year and a half we've been down
1: the rabbit hole and I you know shout out yeah, to hocus yeah, Four yeah. there. you know you that's know, how you know, and, yeah you know your child you know we got to be careful on this app so you know you, you know they, you they, know, they, I, they, they They really no. I know.
0: No, we're gonna talk about your career. I'm just saying how how you know we met each other. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't in the in the music industry, and I was just you know paying homage to you that I you know was um, able to share space with you for like almost a year and a half, and we wasn't talking about music. I mean, we talked about battles every now and then, but it's mostly about enlightening and educating, and you know how
1: to move in this world. Hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? The people get a misconception that because you hood, you ain't supposed to be smart. You're supposed to deal with dumb shit all day because you hood. Like, the hood is synonymous with dumb. But that's not what it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, even during the era, at the height of the epidemic, a nigga was still reading his books and shit, even when a nigga was out there in them streets like that, you know? So, you know, that's it, child, you know?
0: Yes, but since this is live at radio tonight is gonna our discussion is gonna be different than what we normally have. We're gonna be talking about music, hip hop we're gonna be talking about you know how iconic you are and legendary to this game Thank you. so yes, so i'm I'm reading a lot of things on you, and i'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to the point how influential was showbet.
1: Showbiz. Who is Showbiz and how influential he was to your career? Showbiz, showbiz from Showbiz and AG. And um, just just he—you'll never get him to do an interview. I, I wish that he would go on like Vlad, but that's not Show. Me and Showbiz is—I went to high school with his best friend, a guy named Kamada from Forest Projects. Like I knew Fat Joe and them when niggas was fifteen years old. You know what I'm saying? Way before music, like the first time I ever saw Fat Joe on, on Bullshit Time when he was a child, when we were all children, and didn't when we were children in the eighties. And um, um, showbiz, showbiz took me on my first robbery. We was fourteen years old, and and that's nothing. To, that's no braggadocious shit, but I, I I would say my wild years was from fourteen to nineteen. You know what I'm saying? And then um. Um, show got into music, I got into music, different sides of town, because I'm from Soundview and they all from Forest Projects. And um, you know, we just reconnected in the music and, and we've been tight ever since. You know what I'm saying? And um show for me, like you know, you they took the music programs out of the schools in the seventies. So, you know, we we're like musicians that don't know how to play an instrument. So when I came and I had got with Show when I first met up with him and a, and a guy named Baby J from the Bronx, when I had got with him, um, he was like, yo, Mark, man, you sampling the records wrong. And he opened me up to like chopping. And I, I, I'm not going to say he really introduced me to chopping. And it's just like master teacher, teacher, student, student goes crazy. Yes
0: So let me ask you um, Did he uh, deal with a lot with piano Because it seems like you like the keys a lot You know, I hear you talk about your production setup and and um, your equipment. And it feels like you appreciate the the sound of the keys, the piano sound. Or is it you use those keys to make different sounds? uh, uh, You layer and stuff. So did he teach you
1: that? Nah, actually, I'm on those Him, Buckwild, Pete Rock, Large Professor. All of those guys are MPC guys. You ever see the square beat machine where people are playing the pads? Mm And I'm a keyboard sampler. Like, I started off on something called the EPS-16 Plus, and then when the EPS-16 upgraded before the company disappeared forever, i um, it turned to the ASR-10. So the ASR-10 is what Pharrell uses, it's what um Kanye uses, it's what Timbaland uses, like, RZA uses it, so it's like certain niggas that fuck with the ASR-10. It's a keyboard sampler, which is behind me. You see, my setup is like, hold on. There it is. There's a piece of it. That black keyboard. That's the ASR-10. You know? So, yeah. So, you know, it's an old machine. And I had recently did something with with my... You still
0: have it um, set up to a CD player, or you moved on to (laughs) the MP3?
1: (laughs) Straight crackhead shit. And let me tell you something. I had... uh, uh, there's a producer named Cover from the Bronx, from man Cover, he invited me down and he had me with mad young producers and one of the young producers was like, Yo, why you use that old gear? And I was like, because the music is still in the correct frequencies coming from the old, it's an analog machine. I was like, yeah, digital, the digital frequencies we listening to music on, we're not getting the full effect of music anymore. So, it's like, when was the last time you listened to a song and got goosebumps from it? Yes.
0: So, it does it um, take away from the 808 Kanye be talking about? Say that again. Does it give you a different frequency like the 808 Kanye was referring to yeah, in during yeah. Champs?
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's, it's an analog machine. So, it's like... No, not that. Yo, listen, and people are gonna laugh at me. Hold on. This is what I do my beats on.
0: You said? really, Minnie? You still got floppy disks? Wow! Oh my bothered. god! Sorry, Wait, y'all. hold up. You so you don't you didn't re, you didn't convert them to MP three and all that yet?
1: I well, mean, t- I'm, I'm, I'm going to upgrade my setup. But the whole thing, the, the whole thing, once again, with the music is I like the analog sound. You get less feeling from a digital sound. So that's why I would tell all producers. We need to go back to analog. Like everything that's digital isn't good. You know, we can let, let, me, let me ask you something.
0: Um, And and being such a a, a music I I can't you know do you feel like today's drill rap is is what is today like how disco was in the 70s because a lot of people in the R&B world didn't like it and this you know it's they said it took the soul out and then disco reigned for like a short while and then it went back to R&B and then The emergence of hip-hop. So do you feel like drill or the that we are
1: currently consuming now is equivalent to disco net? If I had to tell you, if I had to roundabout tell you how I feel about drill music, I would say crack got grandchildren. There's, There's no, you know what I'm saying? Like every generation loses code. You know, when we came out in the 80s, we lost code. It went from kingpins to micro kingpins to how can I put it? Um, uh, um, 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 Thugging in the 90s to crack got grandchildren. These niggas don't even... We're we dealing with a whole group of people that never ate real food in their life. And their music sounds like to me, like it's some of it I like. I could hum some of the shit. I don't really listen to radio because it bothers me to listen to the same 12 songs 24 hours a day. But... um. Like it's, it's it's some of it is good, but I would say ten percent is good, ninety percent is terrible. And when yes. I say good, I mean good, like not excellent. I mean good under excellent. So you know, uh, that's it. That's what it is. You know. So crack got grandchildren. That's that's my. That's what I hear when I hear the music.
0: Yes, and and it's so crazy to hear something different. And I mean, you produce for Little Kim big pun like you know I, I, I couldn't believe I didn't even know that a lot of that stuff about you many like no. a lot of that stuff like getting to know you I was kind of surprised like Jesus I mean I knew you was a producer and I seen um you with Sadax and and but I didn't know the history history like I, I was missing a lot of information about you and, and that was so wonderful so how did you uh, meet Scratch how, how do you you guys meet each other? Because it seemed like he was another um, influential person when I'm reading about him and, and you guys' relationship so, But I never knew how did you meet? So how do you guys scratch. meet each
1: other? The scratch that I know is scratch from the Bronx. <laughs> Somebody said, "Man, you got to any- Oh, Cookie, what's up, man? Cookie is the home team. We got to interview Cookie, cha cha. I want you to okay. tune in. You Tiger 17445. Four, four, you got to tune in with her because she's the. The nurse that when this shit first happened, she went viral. She was the first one to ever step out the lines and be like, "Nah, these niggas is lying." So, you know, she that deal. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, motherfucking um, scratch. There was a guy named Scratch from the Bronx. Not EPMD's DJ, but Scratch is Peter Peter Guns and them producers. He took the time out, and I'm just a guy off the street, and I wanted to do music. I'm hungry to do music. He showed me how to work the EPS 16+, plus, which is a lower level of the ASR 10. And from there, that's it, you know?
0: Yes. So, he, he basically showed you the rope. So, it, that's when you was solo, just Minnesota, or you was always well, Money Boss players, or you well, you enter, that's, that's at a time when you enter Money Boss players.
1: Well, you know, the, the thing about the Money Boss players, you know, as you know, back in the days, everybody had their crews. That was our street name, you know, and that was just the Orange Top crew from the back of Sound V projects. You know, we was the first young niggas who wasn't under any old niggas, and we had our own thing going. So when we look and I'm representing, look, guns down, life up. Right, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So when we when we got into music, believe it or not, we went through a slew of different names before we was like, yo, we looking for all these names. Why we just don't use our street crew name? You know, so first we were the, uh, the full better crew, like uh, be- be- before you do. And then um, after that, we was the gutter snipes. And then we was lost in the ink, which was me and Tariq. And then we just turned it to our crew, our little crack slaying crew, you know. And that was it. Money boss players. Yes, and and you've been making history ever
0: since. So you started out in ninety four and uh, ninety four ninety five, and it seems like you you did a lot in the industry. You work with Little Kim, but I want to ask you about that too because you you produced a track on her um hardcore album, which was her first album. But I remember um, Kim when you speak in another uh interview with Kirk, and you you saying that you um. When you first met puffy it was like you know so i kind of wonder how did that come about you know well, maybe because it seemed like you was unsuccessful initially and it seemed like that was still kind of early but so when did Kim
1: or were you more cooler with big than puff well i met biggie before he was on uh there was a guy named maddie c maddie c through a talent show in the mars And at that time, anybody who had some talent, I don't give a fuck if a nigga was from Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens. Niggas kind of knew each other. It was a six degree of separation to get on. Like the Internet was a village. You had to go down there to battle DMX. DMX and Tariq had battled at Hunter College on 68th Street. So it was like if you didn't know a nigga directly, you knew of them. So um, Kim, I met through Biggie. And, and, and Kim was basically their homegirl, and she was cool, you know? I mean, I, I don't have much. I don't got nothing bad to say about her. And the only thing I can say is I met her through Big, you know what I'm saying? Because I knew Big before he got on. So even though he had an allegiance to making his money, he still was, you know, cool with me no matter what. Because at that time, everybody was liking my sound. I had a different sound than and, and everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and it, it was different and, and and i i like the way that you talk about music in your interviews you know you you say you you gotta feel it in your spine it, it's coming from your spine yeah. and another artist i would love to talk about and i feel like we don't talk enough about is most deaf mr yasin bay and um you say that he made you uh Listen or hear or feel music differently, think outside the box. Yeah. And can you explain how so? What was it about working with most deaf that was so significant other than everybody else?
1: Most is Yasin, most, whatever you want to call him, Dante. Yasin Bay. Most is um an eclectic person to say the least, right? And if I could explain most deaf is once if, if everybody's going this way most is going this way that's all it is with him and um when i didn't you know what i'm saying like that's my man and shit but me, let me tell you how I, I i reconnected with him i knew most for years and um i'm gonna tell you the niggas who connected me to so many people were the brand newbie and dancers so i had a, a, a once again i had a crack block back in the day and um my partner that I hustled with, Puerto Rican guy named Oye Black, Oye Negro, um, his cousin's first cousin is now DJ Tallinn. And DJ Tallinn is um DJ Talin is was one of the brand new dancers. So they were already in the industry. So that gave me the inkling that this could be done. And I wasn't thinking about, I wasn't thinking about doing no music until a group out of New York from Harlem named Mob Style did the music. So once I heard them do it, at that time, Mob Style being the dude AZ, and it was AZ Alpo, Rich Porter at that time, my mind was on getting a, getting a couple of dollars. I wasn't thinking about no music in the sense that it could be done. But once I heard them do it, it was on and popping from there. So it really was 90. The idea was implanted by Mob Style. And then from then, um. I got the beat machine because, you know, the funny thing was even when I was a crack dealer, I used to collect records because I was like, I'm going to buy a nice car and I'm going to get a system and I'm going to play some nice music because I used to look at niggas playing music like, oh, they don't know they fucking music. So that was yes. that was sauce working on gradually pushing a nigga in a certain direction.
0: And it seems like digging into places, one of your most satisfying hobbies and things like that. Um and then we in this technical age and, and you know, I hear you say um, fuck the machine is the nigger. It's not the machine it's the nigga. Can you expound on that for those who may not fully be?
1: I mean, they should. What that, what
0: but I means- want to hear you expound mean- on that.
1: What that means is if you get Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, Eric Dolphy, Ch- uh, Charles Mingus, if you give them an upright bass, they all going to play it differently. What you are comes out in your music. So even with beats, premier is my man. Um, 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 Law professor is my man, show business is my man. You give us all the same record, we're gonna do something different with it. So it's not the machine, it's the nigga. If I'm an ill nigga, I'm gonna do ill shit on the MPC, I'm gonna do ill shit on the ASR. It's who you are as a person. You're always looking for that thing that suits your spirit. Yes,
0: and that's lead me to my next question. I always ask all my guests this, but you can't say the typical answers who is your top five dead or alive but you can't say the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop um
1: of mcs
0: yes oh matter of who- fact for who- you for you being that you are an iconic producer who is your top five producers of all time
1: um shit I, I would say q-tip. I would say Premier for being avant-garde. Yes. Um, Pharrell. And on a technicality, Swiss. Because Swiss, you know, when somebody can enter something new into the game, Swiss entered the keyboard for East Coast beats. So that's a bad motherfucker. Timberland. Um, and and yo, listen, large professor. It's yo, it's for me, it's the niggas who did that song that connected with my soul so wholeheartedly when large professor did that shit i'm looking at the front door i was going through that at that time so oh baby you know what i'm saying so large um and i could go on and on it's just like hip-hop for me is weird because i I hate when people do hip-hop interviews and they don't speak on real shit niggas don't speak on Sonic. Them niggas was way out of line in the head of their time. Um, Niggas don't speak on the Jungle Brothers. They laid down one of the illest hip-hop albums ever, that first album. They touched every genre. Yes. They did house music. They did soul. They did rap. Them niggas, like, you know, they went there. Nobody mentions, like, music is all fucked up because we got other people dictating what's hot.
0: You don't even mention Q Tip. The fact you the first person I, I heard mention Q tip. That's how I knew and that's why I asked that question like that. And for me, Timberland is the typical but I let him rock only cause of verses, you know what I'm saying? Right. And me paying homage to him and and you know he's undeniable, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. And he has a long career, but you know that's why I'm always asking that question because people usually go to two those go tos. And I'm and I appreciate the fact that you said Q-Tip because people don't mention
1: him; they just think nah, he's is, the hardest. Inspire like forever, you know what I'm yes. saying? It's just like it's just like take a nigga like Pharrell. I really like Pharrell because. He took sampling and keyboarding and live instrumentation and mixed it. So he's like Swiss 2.0. That nigga, a, that's a bad motherfucker. And he's a song maker. That's what makes him crazy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. A composer, a true composer. And
0: not for nothing, I feel like <laughs> hip-hop sounds the best with instruments and the DJ in the back. Right, like it gotta have all those things for me. You know, that's what really uh, raises the hairs on my neck when I go see an artist. I want, I want that band. I want that hear the keyboards and the violins
1: and the drums. I want to hear that shit. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And I think, um, <clears throat> I think music is about to experience a severe change. And when the music experiences this severe change, because you got to think, right? They've been holding good artists and musicians hostage and in prison on YouTube and Instagram for the longest. I see some of the best music I've heard on Instagram and YouTube. So it's like it's like incarceration. Like now we're going to pick you by your numbers. We ain't going to pick you by that God given talent. And that's whack. Like it's so many dope like the nigga Jim Jones said it. Nigga, Jim Joe said this, they they pick niggas on numbers, and that don't mean nothing. Nigga, you can buy some numbers. So we sat. Through. I
0: mean, but isn't but but it, wasn't it always like that? Like you know, back in the day with the labels, they used to go to like you know the um like little concerts or showcases to see who's there for you if they if the audience yeah. like you. Isn't that kind of like the
1: same thing a little bit? I mean, yeah, same difference, but that's that's how they see it, but that's not how you look at it, right? Chaka Khan was platinum in the '70s. Patti LaBelle was platinum in the '70s. Um, 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 what's my girl? Um, Stephanie Mills was platinum in the '70s. But that shit is the real stuff. Luther Vandross, multi-platinum in the '70s. Michael Jackson and Jackson Five, platinum in the '70s. You know what I'm saying? So at that time, we had some hold over our music. And now, you know what I'm saying, it's it's some it's it's real garbage bag shit going on now. It's cold bloody garbage, you know what I'm saying? So every you know, and I'm not I'm not against young niggas doing music. I'm against whack niggas doing music. Because out of all the trap niggas, you got your consistent two niggas that make fire every time. And then you got your mm-hmm. 780 niggas that make cold-blooded garbage. And then they play yeah. so much that that garbage becomes good. Anita Baker, Platinum. When she was with... Uh, what's Anita Baker's first group? Um, Oh, my God. Before she got... They put her on um, um oh. Chapter 8, her first song, where they let her get four bars, and she went, wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you just shit like that.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, you know, but I I feel like it's coming around. That's that's another reason why I give Swiss his flowers because, you know, he's making motherfuckers respect hip hop again. Like, you know what I'm saying? By showing people what they miss, you know what I'm saying? Because even though New Yorkers knew who locks are, and, and, you know, some people around the world, but a lot of people didn't. and and don't understand everything behind it, like the cool mixtapes and all those different things. And even with a 50 Cent, a lot of people is not familiar with the... Um mixtape um, fifty or the mixtape Nikki, right? And I felt like she was harder, you know what I'm saying. Then they they you know they these people blow in the stratosphere, and that's where the masses really get to the introduction, not the motherfuckers who really got their ears to the streets, you know. So who who do you feel like was responsible for that change? Because I, I feel like it's Soldier Boy.
1: What, what what about you? What you think? On, which change are you referring to? Because there was a change in the '90s. That happened before the, the, the next change, because when, when we were in the streets, 1992, every goon, every killer, every gangster in the street was waiting for leaders of the new school, main source, De La Soul, and trial called Quest to drop. And it was like the money, something happened where they just took them off the radio and they put all the money in NWA and that started the nigga nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? The '90s is the initial takeover because it's like we can't have what they know about the power of music is what music what musicians sing about the society becomes. That's it. Society. You don't feel like
0: you don't feel like it could be the other way sometimes.
1: Um, no, because in the '80s, nobody gave a fuck about rappers. Rappers was that was a joke. It was a big joke. So at one time, the street people were the influence for for everything. So when you when you, when you get people that talk about Rich Porter, Alpo, and AZ, they were stars in New York City. All five bros, yeah. you you know, niggas say what they want to say about a guy like like Alpo, whatever the case may be. But he was a cultural icon. He even, was. Even then, if you saw... Was I Alpo the was first person the first person I ever saw with a mermaid was, was Rich Water, b- black and purple, and it was like, you gotta think, they was 19, we were 13 and 14. We didn't have no money, we had, we had money from what we went outside and made, but to see them, we thought they were the richest people in the world, and they were reachable, they were in our reach. Probably now understanding that these was niggas who was only fucking around with 40000 50000 a week, profit, net, But to us back then, as children, that 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 Harlem Harlem is the stage, and what goes on in Harlem. Like if 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 I'm from the Bronx, I come through with a new Porsche right now, and I ride through Harlem. Harlem gonna get the credit, because somebody gonna say, "Damn man, these Harlem niggas is getting money." You gotta go to Harlem if you about something.
0: Yes, you gotta walk across that stage a few times. Yeah, get familiar. Then exit stage left before it gets too you know thick right. out there, right? But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so to to piggyback off your um, um undeniable top five. Now I'm gonna be a little messy, and I hope you be a good sport about it. But who's your bottom three that you <laughs> feel like should have never produced a track? Uh, <laughs> I can't say that. People saying, but producer, say not, not because you All right, I give you, I I'll let you off the hook a little bit. Who's your bottom three that you feel like should have never touched the mic? As a, as an artist, as a touch rapper, the mic, touch the mic. Like why? Like why? Like my ears are bleeding. Like did you ever frisbee a CD?
1: Oh man, master nasty sound, you nigga. master frisbee.
0: Or 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 vinyl because I know you love your vinyls. Have you ever heard of vinyl and tossed
1: that shit? Like, By, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I'm digging. I'm trying because this is an odd question, um, and I don't. I don't like to talk bad about. You know, I'm from the Bronx. So it took me so long to learn how to talk positive about every situation. But I'm a, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm a hood rat. You know, what I'm saying not a hood rat, but at one time in my life, I was, you know community dick you know <laughs> you know so um frisbee a lot of shit got frisbee um jesus christ my taste is much different so I- i'll leave it at that i'm not gonna do because i don't like to talk bad about people i can't do it oh. and i can't oh. really remember yeah no answer so i said no answer <laughs>
0: All right, all right. And you know, I just have to ask I always ask some people don't answer because they say the same thing.
1: They want to be politically correct. Okay, right. As a man speaking on a social media platform, I've noticed that they've turned all the men and the women. And the men actively speak bad about other men. Like somebody tried to bait me doing an interview about Jim Jones, right? And I was like, I like Jim Jones. Like, you know? I like
0: Jim Jones too. Yeah, my- I mean, I was talking shit about the whole dip set going back to verses, and that was like a good three month run. But I still love you guys. I still bump your shit. Right, but right. you know, you had to take that out. That you know, but it
1: doesn't mean it doesn't erase. Oh no, I know what They tried to they tried to bait me to talk about Jim Jones because I have a particular disdain for gang culture. I think that when New York adopted gang culture. It took us to a place that set us up for federal guidelines, and it was that's that's what it was. The motherfucker was like, you know, did you work with him? And I was like, nah, my man does security for him. I would work with him, but my my disdain for gang culture is like I try to stay away from certain things in life that you know that's that's just me. So it's just like I'm I, if if I know I'm around gangsters, I'm gonna come to the studio with a gun. I don't carry guns. I have no need for one, but just in case anything goes off the chain, I want to be able to fire two. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that was, that was my thing. It wasn't like a, a, a disrespect. I love Dipset. I love the locks, but I try my best to be around positive action at all times. Cause things can, it only takes a second. It only takes a second. Always. Yes,
0: and you know you try to stay on the on the right path. You graduated from being community dick, and <laughs> and just like you said, you know you elevating your career. You know, I graduated.
1: And so- I, I, I graduated, but I regressed into it for a while. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know that's a joke, but you know I just try to I try to be me at all times. So well, you
0: gotta behave yourself. You know <clears throat> I'm done. Okay, we're, we're, okay so. So in, and then your the, disdain the for gang culture what I mean coming out of the Bronx it hasn't been a, a light bulb or a switch that went off to make you go that way you, you know, know and you you looking thinner these days and you know um I see that you're social on your social media as well as down the rabbit hole with you you know I'm not trying to talk personal personal not, people, listen, you
1: know? listen let me tell you something right um my whole outtake my whole outlook on life is just like, you know, 20, September 14, 2020, I had a brain aneurysm. And my daughter's in the chat now. I got a grown fucking daughter. Um, I, I look at everything differently, you know what I'm saying? And that was the... I feel like I came back to life for this shit, you know? I feel like I came back to life for this shit, Jai. And um, I just... I can't be negative on any level. I'm still healing. But I can't be negative on any level. You know, I have an internal injury that I'm healing from. And um, I, I already was a nigga that uh, a nigga, if a, if a nigga on earth tell you he got beef with me or he don't like Minnesota, he's a sucker. And that's why. Because I, don't, I never hinder niggas' money. I don't hate niggas. When I was in the street, I never hated on niggas. I was always giving. I've never been a person that's like, oh, that nigga got the new. 2009 BMW. I don't like him. That's just not my energy. My energy never been, oh, that nigga got them hot beats. Fuck him. Or I'm going to steal his beat. I just, I got to look in the mirror and be okay with my existence. I can't do no fuck shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, just who you are as a person. I try to transcend that in every aspect of life. Music, life. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? So, No, know,
0: that's it. And and, and it is great to see your transformation. And what I appreciate you the most is how you give the knowledge and you and and it's like you do the research for the people and put them on to game. You know, Hov did that so hopefully you don't have to go through that type nice. situation, nice. you know what you I'm know saying, what? to put them in a better position. So so where did you get that from? Because it's more to it than just waking up from an aneurysm. Because some people you know, probably go vacation. Some people, you know, want to see the world and do things that they never did before. And, and, and not saying that you mm-hmm. never did those things, but what made you want to Give back to the people in that way,
1: so to speak. Well, you know what my <clears throat> my father got murdered when I was thirteen, and my mother is like, <laughs> my mother is like was on the buses in Howard Beach, and my mother was a Panther. She's an ex Panther, and um, she also went through her bout with drugs, which was heroin when she was a child. She had me at thirteen years old, and um. My mother was always conscious. And when my father got my mother didn't raise me, by the way. I was raised by my aunt and my grandmother, but um thank God for the men in my family that I was lucky to always be around. But my my father was a dangerous Fort Green nigga, and I knew him through prison. Like I got these pictures probably up on my Instagram with my father, and all of them pictures was with me and me and him in jail. Those are all jail visits for Black Solidarity Day and so on and so forth. But my mother was conscious and when my father got murdered and she saw me coming in the age she said oh man i gotta remember it exactly she said your father may have gotten murdered she said your father may be dead and i can't make you no man but i'm gonna give you something the white man will never be able to take from you and that's culture and she started taking me and even at this time i'm now it's on and popping i'm hustling and all that but i always had to promise to my mother Come with me when I call you. And she would call me once a month, once every two months. And she would take me to this place in Brooklyn called the Slave Theater on Fulton Avenue. And I went in there, and and it was rabbit hole plus. It was Brother Barashango. Um, um, I'm talking about I'm right here. they on stage. Phil Valentine, um, Queen of Four, all of those kind of people. And there was a, I'm trying to think of a professor from Tougaloo, Mississippi, Because he gave one of the greatest speeches. Um, Damn, I don't know his name. He was Dr. Something. But he would, he would, he would, he's on YouTube debating against Kazarian scholars. So I don't have to say that word. So just seeing that, there was a whole other side to me where my mother downloaded culture into me and I liked it. So, um, you know, the conscious shit is like, you know, because, you know, right now, the hood is synonymous with being stupid. We would have a gun in the gun in the waist, book in the back pocket when we was growing up. So that's how we grew up, and it wasn't because you had a gun on you, you had ops, you shoot. It was if a situation arises, you got your strap on you, protect yourself. It wasn't press people, bang bang. It wasn't like that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that was that. Yes, and you know
0: it. I mean, hearing your war stories and things like that—you know, a lot of people are not lucky enough to to make it out and live the life that you live. So you
1: you know, you a Grammy award winner, Like some of you won I'm Grammys. I'm so, I'm so much of a hood rat, right? Um, my man had to tell me. He said, "Why you got Grammy nominated? Because I got we got nominated for the New Danger because I did seven... On Most Death's New Danger album, he was like, "Why you got that? You a Grammy winning producer?" I said, "Fuck you talking about." He was like, "Nigga, you won a a, a Grammy with Naughty by Nature's second album, and you, you produced on their album." I said, "Oh shit! All right, I'm Grammy, I'm I'm, I'm a Grammy winning producer." <laughs> So yeah, yes, because I'm like, hold up, <laughs> yes you did. I'm about to
0: argue with you, like, hold up, yes you did though, like, yes you did, <laughs> and, and 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 coming out of uh, Cancel Hill and Soundview how did you feel? Like, you know, that's that's somebody's dream right now. You know what I'm saying? How how did it feel to 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 know that you was a, a part of n- not just a, a person's song, but how deep. Or impactful, you are part of the
1: culture. Like you know, know, you have iconic know. songs, many, like I didn't, I didn't know. Like I didn't I just didn't know. Because for me, just when you love music, at some point in your life, you have to do it. When you love music like that, if you are a person who was and they tell you the stories about how you used to dance in the crib when certain songs came on, you have to do it. And um, that was my case. It was just, I got those genetics. And my mother was a jazz singer before she went through the things she went through and falling to heroin. Yeah, I
0: was about to ask, who who would be the top five artists your mother would play or songs that you would hear throughout the house? Top five artists. Well, Let me my have mother, it.
1: My mother, when I would go to my mother's house, my mother played jazz music. And she played a lot of disco and jazz music. And, um... Shit, Dina Washington, Nancy Wilson. My mother is a classic, like, it's a black household where you're going to hear some shit you don't know about. Rest in peace to Dina Washington. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So she played that kind of shit. She played, that's probably the digging side. She played the the ill shit. My aunt and my grandmother, it was like, you know, uh, Luther Vandross, the regular shit. Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, you know, that kind of shit. But my mother's a, a whole vibe when it comes to music. Like, she's really, like, you know, eclectic with music, you know? And that's where you got it from. Yeah, definitely. And how far? So it must have been it because my grandfather, like, you know, my family's been in the game now probably about 70 years. Because my grandfather, my, my mother's grandfather on her mother's side, was one of the biggest pimps to come out of Queens. That's terrible. And her, her grandfather was the first heroin dealer in Queens that muck-fucked with the Genovese crime family, and he ended up putting on a guy named Pops Freeman from Farmers Boulevard who ran the numbers over there. So anybody from Farmers, you have heard the name of Pops Freeman, and you could probably see his pictures online now on them, them pages. But, you know, I had a... My family was criminal... For eons, like is super
0: criminal, you know? And super Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah, my I, my family is similar too with that, you know, you you'll be surprised many, you know, we can't talk about it on yeah, IG yeah. but you'd be hella surprised. But yeah, so moving forward, I was because I wanted to spend time on, as a producer and just shed light on that because, I mean, wow. Oh, before we move move on to the next phase of, of the questioning, out of everybody from Little Kim to, to I Ain't a Player, Big Pun, um, to, to all those different songs that, that you produce. Can you please uh, tell me at least one favorable moment that you had with one of those iconic, legendary artists and what it took to produce that track?
1: Think Big with Biggie Smalls, Pudgy, Lord Tariq. It was ill because Pudgy had Sadat X in the studio. Um, What's the dude, Akinelli? Akinelli had a verse on there and Sadat X had a verse on Think Big. But the deal was, I was like, yo, Pudge, we ain't doing this song unless you put my man on it, and me and Pudgy was cool, so he was like, "All right, Manny. you know what I'm saying? And then Tariq had already made a buzz for himself, rhyming on mixtapes and shit like that. So, you know, that was that was what it was with that, you know. But um, um, Grand Pulba was like my mentor. He taught me to get to the studio late. He fucked my career. Up. <laughs> um, Why? Uh, uh, uh. Cause you went to the studio late or Nah just saying just Puba You know when you coming in And somebody's showing you something That ends up being your way So unfortunately um, Unfortunately Fortunately unfortunately You know Puba would just always show up late And it was always a party So it was like I thought that was the way that you handled business So I would come to meetings late I probably didn't get signed with Steve Rifkin at Loud Records because we came two hours late, and Steve still took the meeting for Money Boss Players. But, you know... At really? The, that's like, there was no urgency? Like, you don't have no urgency for anything?
0: Because two hours for a, a record label... Because it's not like
1: Yo, it's easy to get a deal understand. like how it is these you days. Come understand. on, baby. We gave a fuck, but didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm wow. saying? So, so... You should have been two hours early. Girl. Like how you missed that? Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Um, you know that was it. You know that's that's it. But um, that's it. Yes. So
0: moving forward, outside of being the one of the dopest producers out there, you've also been on the artist side as well. So once upon a handshake.
1: Yeah. Once, upon, we- handshake. once upon a handshake. You know the funny thing is um. 80% of that album is 25 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um thanks to my man Shoddy. Um uh somebody said a Ryan Carrier hip hop, yeah. Um, thanks to my man Shoddy, Shoddy was like, yo, give me the songs. Shoddy took the songs and put them out. And the response is like, all right, fuck it, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm not gonna front, I like the niggas from um Buffalo. I like them a lot, you know what I'm saying? like them a lot so you know it's just like to see and they got that boom bass sound too and the thing for me when i when i create music it's it's a it's a hobby to me i'm not trying to sound like i don't listen to people so and then i feel like you getting your music from the child who was at the gym as as a child when hip-hop was starting i was in front of the ropes with my little crew either playing manhunt playing tag in the park Um, my old block before I moved to Soundview, Curtis Blow would be outside rhyming on 183rd and Cretona and Prospect. Like, you know, I go to Webster, there was DJ Kusai, DJ Fomelo, and Grandmaster Flash spinning on five turntables in front of 1260 Webster Avenue. So it wasn't like we were striving to be it, but it was we playing in the park and the DJ set is right there. And I want to say one thing, a shout-out to the man who really started hip-hop, and I'm. Um, cool Herc belongs on a Mount Rushmore of rap, but he didn't start it. The guy who started it was Disco King Mario. Hip-hop started in Sound. Yes. I say that all the time. Yes. Yeah, he belongs on a Mount Rushmore, but all of these niggas... No, he
0: does. He does, but to say you the fault, You know why I say that? <coughs> uh, that, that he really isn't, and, and, and it's no shade because, like you said, you gotta give this man his flowers, but... You know, the the city already had that culture, and then you got to look at the jazz and everything these these men were sampling, even down to spray um doing graffiti that was already here. Right, right. It was already doing those things. Right, right. You know, yeah. And we already had party jams and back to school events, and you know, summer cookouts. Like, you know,
1: and you know, we still do that to this day. Poverty always creates something great because you have to innovate to fit into society, and what like you know and we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but if you look at what they're doing to us now they're for- like we can't get reparations, but they're forcing everybody to go do their um you know your your indigenous birthright, so they're forcing us into law now, so they everything they do has another bad outcome for them yeah.
0: And, and I kind of want to talk to you about that, too, because, you know, I know we're not going to, you know, get in deep with it. I just want to touch on it a little bit so people can fully understand outside of production how you really trying to be out here and save humanity. So uh, we understand that it came from your mom and you always had like that revolutionary spirit because that's. What you grew up in and, and things like that. So, but I want to ask you of your experience now. Did you ever feel like you would be, you know, trying to teach the people a, a better way to live? Well, you, know, you know, outside of what the government is given.
1: You know what I would say. Um, I've been so far ahead of the curve with this shit because I remember, like, a lot of my friends, like. You know, I had to keep this shit to myself for years. Like my man X-Man, he's a, a dude from um, Sammy from Sacron, right? And they called him X because he was the, the crack dealer who was preaching to everybody. So that's how he got his name X because he was always walking around with his books in his back pocket. I knew the shit, but I didn't feel comfortable talking about it when I was younger because it's the height of the crack epidemic. We out there getting money. Nobody want to hear that shit. Nigga want to hear $500, $1,000, $2,000 a night. That's what nigga want to hear. They want to hear you talking about no liberated shit. So I couldn't talk about it then, and I wasn't comfortable talking about it because at that time I would have definitely been ousted. Like, yeah. nigga, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that knowledge talk, it's like um, it's like at that time the mind state was um, MC Ren. He said it on the record. He said, "I'm not, tr- I'm not with that black shit. So I ain't trying to hear all that." That was that was that now imagine being years ahead on your shit. You know? That's something that we felt we had to do at that time. But if you was conscious back then, you had to hide it. So now, fast forward, my brother, most deaf, he's always been conscious. And um now, the money and and, and Q Tip and I want to see I want to
0: see Mos Def again. I want him to to come out and do more music. I'm pretty sure Q Tip is doing his thing and they doing their thing, but it's most you know it's low key and behind the scenes. Like, don't you miss them in the culture a little bit?
1: Well, you know what? Um, we got a whole bunch of funding going into dumb shit, and they don't put money into the good shit anymore. So, um. It benefits. It's benefiting a certain entity of people. They. You look at. Look at. Look at the guy from. Queen, I, I don't know if he's from Queens. I mean, he, he's another one of my favorite MCs. I didn't know he was a favorite MC. The guy, cannabis. Yes, can I bust what no, Buckingham
0: Palace? No, That's listen. my favorite joint from him.
1: No, I did not know that that nigga was that deep. And when I heard his music. You go to YouTube and listen to Cannabis Music, I was like, okay, I know why. He was silenced and ousted. Yes.
0: Yes. He's, he's talking about he's wanting to push the earth in front of Haley's Comet. I've got the line in between that. But yes. So my, oh, hold on. my top five MCs is. Um, yes, God. we can do that. We can do that. But not not the Rushmore, no Biggie, Jay-Z no, nice. You, you shout that.
1: You, nigga, you nigga. App, you know, so some of the greatest about niggas, some of the greatest niggas I've ever heard in my life. One of them is Black Ice from Philadelphia. Okay. Black Thought from Phil and Black Ice is yes. he was a poet on death poetry. Um Black Thought from the Roots. Yes. I kid you not like you know sometimes people be out here with a mediocre body of work and I don't know why the works that are out here are good but that nigga's excellent. Like Black Thought is gone. Um yeah. um, um um what's the nigga that married uh, Illuminati that did a, uh he was messing with the Illuminati girl that he did an album with Jay-Z? I can't you know with the brain aneurysm sometimes I can't remember shit that's just right there. He did a whole album with Jay-Z on the low about a year and a half ago. Come on, y'all. Um, Kanye? Kind of? No. Um, Jay, Jay Electronica. Oh, uh, okay. Jay Electronica. Okay. So I said Black Ice, Black Thought, Jay Electronica. Most yes. death. Most um... Because yes, see, man, really I need to,
0: I want to talk to him Because I, I know he's a, Such a dope mind I just want to tap into it him Q-tips you Like I feel honored like, To even have this conversation with you Yeah, And me dancing to your songs And I didn't even know it Like mm-hmm. yeah, such, uh, you know, thinking about Festivals and the summertime And ratchet moments And uh, another,
1: nigga, another nigga that's off-grid Crazy dope is um, Talib Kweli and King Los. Like, this is yes. just... It's just... When niggas got that talent, they got it. Not to take away from the street top five, which is Jay-Z, Nas, Biggie, Jada, and what's my man? Oh, man, from Texas, Scarface. It's yes. niggas who can speak game. You see, when you hear Jada kiss, you hear the nigga that rhymes with game. He got game. Like, he understands... You, you, you're you hearing a nigga who knows how to deal with street situations. And that's what makes them great street MCs, you know what I'm saying? So that's they're top five in that arena, you know what I'm saying? But then there's other niggas who's top five common sense. He's a bad motherfucker. So you got you know I hate that top five thing because it's more tops. You know what I'm saying? It's just equally some niggas is gonna be better than niggas on some records, and some niggas is gonna be like
0: a dope ass top five because you say hustle a lot you say game all that good shit right who's your top five that had the most the most hustle in this game the most the, the hustle look you can yes. see yo listen had the endless hustle you know why no I mean? not necessarily because you got quiet billionaires
1: <laughs> you know why I say um nah you can't say that uh, Jay Z, Jay Z is fire. Don't do that. Don't do that. People talking. Oh no no
0: no. Okay, not, so not I give yeah, the you I'm know like it's not that, that many, so he can go up there for that.
1: Um, because um, if you want to see the thing with Jay is, you got to listen to the line where Jay said um something about common sense, and I ain't rhyme like common sense, and what he was saying is. In this game of making money, I'm going to attack this here because it makes sense for me to cater to my street crowd for where I'm going on my mission. Music is what made me great, but my mind and hustling skills is what's going to make me greater. So The number one hustler, I would have to say, is Jay and then his student after him, Kanye. And then I would say Nas, because you got to look now, right? As most have told me, you say you put your foot on the first stoop, you set, you show them you dope, and then they let you in, and then you're allowed to do real business. So yeah. it ain't about now being a dope artist, or it's about conducting business and changing people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like,
0: and, and Nas just came out. He, um, the this um album that just came out. Um, he's given two. He's two of the songs that will be NFTs, so people could pay a little as fifty dollars and they'll buy it like stock and, and, and to the thing. So he's getting into that, and you know, I guess being brown
1: groundbreaking on that situation. I hate, I hate NFTs, but I'm going to get into it. If you're a person that don't got no job right now and you playing around and you ain't you ain't graduate and you ain't into the working life, get into crypto. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we all, and, and when you make your money, you purchase your tangibles. They're going to let the first batch of niggas get rich because they got to use us as bait to bring everybody else in. They got to let niggas buy Bentleys. They got to let niggas buy big houses and put the pictures up and be like, yeah, I made a billion off of crypto because that's how they're going to lure everybody into that mousetrap called the metaverse. Because I'm
0: going to tell you, people got to not forget to not buy tangibles. Like people always talk about buying land on on the metaverse, but you got real land in real
1: life, though. Right. That should be a priority. That's my only advice to anybody who's in crypto or Bitcoin or whatever you get into. Purchase your tangibles, because if you don't have your farm, you're going to be a poor man and you're going to be poor and broke inside of the fake reality. Yes. that's not even yes. that's not even considerate to be like you know I got a few friends <laughs> I got a few friends that are not online and they would never get online cuz they're not those type of people right but um uh, um um is it fair to say yo you're not going to be able to make your money unless you come into here you got people that deal with reality you got people that don't fuck with phones like it's all, you know, look, right? If you look at little hat, big hat in them and long sideburns, if you look at that group of people, mm-hmm. they just fuck with flip phones. They don't even carry the phones we carry because they know what's up with the electrical sickness. Rarely will you see them with these big, stupid ass phones, these iPhones, these Androids. They don't fuck with it.
0: Yeah, and people got to be, you know, pay attention to what's going on. I just like the fact that a lot of people are waking up. We're not going to, you know, go down that rabbit hole or whatever. You know, we're going to keep it light in hip-hop today. But, you know, only thing that I will say is, you know, I'm glad I was standing well, virtually side-by-side with you, trying to get the information out to the people. You know, um, you're one of my favorite people that I got to know during this pandemic and it was so awesome and such a pleasure sharing information with you and just trying to wake the people up so they could understand that this life ain't it you know i see that you know in your past interviews you talk about how you offer technology and you offer change but at the same time this is i guess it's obvious this is not the change that would be conducive to humanity as a whole not you know not yes not at all. Can you share some light like, words with it just keep it real minimum?
1: Well look, right? I'll say this. If we sign up for the things that are going on, these people get another thousand years over us. So that means 10 generations down, when there's some motherfuckers running around with big noses and and and, and eyes like mine, I sign them up. Our mothers didn't know. When they signed us into the system for of our birth certificates, they had no idea. But we know what's going on now. So that's why I say if you're going to do it, do it and purchase your tangibles. You might have to have a house with a big enough backyard with all your backyard as a farm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: how how challenging is it to get your immediate family or your immediate relationships outside of the bloodline like maybe co-workers or you know people who are close to you on the same page as understanding what's going on out here and trying to help them to move forward how difficult has that been or has it?
1: been you know what thank goodness my daughters are conscious so they know what time it is and my mother is conscious I got a lot of family members who went and jumped in head first. I got a I got a cousin. This nigga's thirty eight years old. He has myocarditis. I just sent my aunt all the information, but you know where he get you know where people are getting myocarditis from now. They wanna give you you know, they the heart is the strongest muscle in the body. This shit gotta pump. It gotta work for a hundred years. So that's what the GMO foods is about, weakening the heart muscle. Because if you're eating foods over and over and over, for years, that's not giving you nutrients, vitamins, and minerals, your lifespan is cut right there. This is why we see niggas dropping off at 20, 30, 40 now. Just out, out the loop. I
0: just lost a good friend of mine, a dear friend, you know. I knew for a very long time. So, you know, shout out to everybody that we lost. Yeah. You know, in directly or indirectly from this um Thing that we're suffering right now and, you know, keep our head up is only could get better, you know, as we go along. And I'm just glad everybody's waking up and actually taking a stand and doing something with their lives to, to make sure that they secure in this new world um, we're up against. Yeah, so I'm not going to hold you uh, too long, but I got a few more questions and we'll do the wrap up. So um, I read once where... Um, the downloading, you see a lot of um, new producers, they're down, they down, they go online searching for beats and stuff like that. A lot of it is free. Do you feel like that's like a cheat code, and is it totally respectable as a classic producer would?
1: Let me tell you something, right? And I want to say this, and I hope this shit goes viral on some music shit. I want to say this to all producers. The word is this, shh. Don't tell a nigga what you sampled. Don't tell a nigga where it came from. And more than likely, that's ours. You know, it's like it's, it's like a, a nigga run up on you with a gun and take your chain and your watch. That's his. I watched Bob James, and if you know Bob James is um the guy who made um. I watched him as a professional musician. Listen to the music, and really didn't know, like, oh, shit. Like, niggas is jacking my music. And he is, Bob James is a tier one jazz musician. We're chopping, we're doing this. Everybody, all producers, shut the fuck up. And that's yours. You might get caught. You might not. Shut the fuck up. And do what it do. All this shit is ours. Take it back. But don't, don't um shut the fuck up to every producer. Research that shit you fucking with and keep it under the hat. Shut up. Your man don't need the only producer I still send and share sampler secrets with is Showbiz and Large Professor. I'll call Large, boom, boom, I'll call show. I'm sending him shit. As soon as I find the drums, oh, I find something new, I got to hit my man Showbiz. That's love right there. He's not telling niggas nothing. So, you know, the the, the name of the game is shut the fuck up. And Lost Professor's the same way. Shh. We don't... See, niggas wouldn't even have known what we was doing. We let niggas know everything, but we know nothing. You couldn't tell me every ticker on the stock market. Niggas still ain't tell us what that shit be going up on CNN. But they niggas know. Why y'all niggas got to know every aspect of our life? Why y'all got to know every slang? Get the fuck out of here. That's our problem. Fucking shut the fuck up. E- Shh. Stop Don't speaking. tell nobody. Ah, get to it. I got a bunch of weirdo... Yo, know, if I show you my. I got 10,000 records. I can't even hook my apartment up because I got 10,000 records in here. I'm still buying the hidden camera
0: That goes to my next question. Do you have any unreleased tracks like from Big Pun or maybe, you know, stuff that you were supposed to give to somebody? They did. They played around with it, but nothing came from it. Maybe Little Kim, got maybe you Naughty know, by Nature, maybe got, those
1: Death I got one with Biggie. So what I'm doing now is my friend got the technology. He took me rhyming off of Stretch and Barbito back in like 1992, which was 89.9, because that was another channel to get on. You had to go up to Stretching Barbito if he was dope. And since it's old, he's putting those vocals with something that I did with Biggie that's unreleased. Well, it's released. It's on um, YouTube. It's called White Chalk Part 2. So me and Biggie is So good.
0: but outside by outside of that you don't have nothing
1: to the world, not even YouTube, nothing, unfortunately, unfortunately no. But I would say I got unreleased tracks from most deaf. Like me and so, most So would you like come approach him and be like, yo, let's
0: release this. Let's, you know, you know make a thing behind <laughs> it. Let's campaign this thing.
1: Somebody said I wanna be know. in a video too, you know. Oh, I'm gonna shut up, Shay. Um I would say um I would say this. I got a lot of unreleased shit with most F. And it's it's in and you know I, most just leaves music places. We got Chung King Studios. We recorded. He had me recording. We might have two or three unreleased joints with um damn these famous rock, all black rock and roll musicians. Dr. No, Will Calhoun. That dope, most was dope, man. He introduced me to some fly shit musically, you know? Niggas a dope person.
0: Yes, that scene bae. Yes. No, they go DJ like, Tyleen. Look
1: look, 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 Tyleen joined. That's Tyleen. He's one of the men responsible for me being in music, straight up. Me and his cousin was partners in the in the scene, you know what I'm saying? And um Tyleem and DJ I truth really They walked me into the music industry. So I always mention, see, I mentioned him earlier. He joined. That's why I always mention him in interviews. And you can interview him, too, because he was one of Brand Nubian's dancers. So I know he was behind the scenes with a lot of shit. He could tell you a lot of shit because right now, um, Talim is one of them DJs. You know, when you go to the nice spot in the village and nobody, they ain't patting you down and nobody's carrying guns. He DJ in those spots, you know, where you could go hear good old good music all night. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, I appreciate you many for coming on my platform. And so so looking for for the future. Is what's next?
1: Well look, what, right. what's what's next? Well, as, I, as of right now, I, I got about fifty new beats and I'm gonna stop start shopping them because all right, say say for instance, right? This is the mini problem. Jack Harlow hit me, right? And me being me, nigga, nigga, I don't know who the fuck Jack Harlow is. So my, my, my management, they run the Minnesota Money Boss page, right? So they're like, yo, Jack Harlow hit you. I'm like, who the fuck is Jack Harlow? So they like, yo, go look. You know, go look him up all the time, Ty. Um, go look him up. So come to find out, he's like the next nigga that's coming up, like how Slim Shady came up, and he's nice. I watched some of his shit, and I was like, oh, shit. I right, this nigga's fire. He's definitely a white boy I want to get with. Because when you're white and you're the black community could accept you, but the white community, they, they, we so they, instantly, they instantly try to push you into an Elvis position because you're dope mm-hmm. and you're white. And if you know anything about the white mind, that genetic, they've always been incredible writers. Not to take away from us, but they're very, they, they watch and they know how they're very analytical. So they're very dope writers, you know. So, um, yeah. the, niggas fight, the nigga's The nigga's fire. He turns out to be a fine white boy. But the whole thing is, as a producer, I should have been like, oh, shit, Jack Harlow. And me being me, I just don't give a fuck. I'll get to it, <laughs> I'll get to it when I'm ready to get to it. So I'm not rushing. So I got about 50. 50- is there a track that
0: you would not do? Like, if somebody be like, yo, Minnie, <laughs> I want you to come produce this track. And, you know, they tell you their idea, concept, or whatever. And you would be like, nah, I'm not fucking with that. Or oh, no. it, it may be uh, the type of person the artist is in real life. Because you know this, just because you are doesn't mean you ain't a piece of shit. You could be no. a piece of shit
1: and a dope artist at the same time. First all, so, first of all, they're gonna pay me before I track it out. Uh, somebody says six nine. If six, nine <laughs> I, I listen. If, would you produce a six nine track? Yes. Okay. Because street codes, street codes are. Street codes stem from slavery and the snitch in the house. Like you saw Stefan from Django. That's like, that's like the first concept of what snitching is. But right now, you know, black people are so in love with faulty concepts. There's so many concepts that are faulty and it don't make sense. And we love these shits. We're deeply in love with, in the black community, we got mad concepts that don't make no sense. Like, a nigga graduates from college and say, oh, congratulations. But a nigga come home from jail, niggas put money in his pocket, niggas is niggas put money in his pocket, niggas is coaching them on to be a criminal again. It's all this love for somebody who survived jail, but a person who goes to college doesn't get the same thing for graduating. Where's the thousand dollars for the motherfucker who graduated? Where's the yeah. bottle popping for a nigga to say, damn, this nigga might be able to make it out of this crusty ass shit. And the
0: crab legs, the snow crab legs, where that at? With the butter sauce?
1: Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's so, so many bullshit concepts and I had to learn that the hard way. I had to learn that the real hard way. It took a violent upheaval for me to learn that the hood is bullshit. I went through some shit when niggas thought I wasn't right, right? And um, I had a home invasion. But when I had the home invasion, um, it was civilians in there. I told the niggas, three guns under my chin in the hallway. I told them, niggas, we not going in there. My family is in there. The niggas knocked me in the head and took my keys out my pocket and went in. So when you went in there, you subjected yourself to civilian law. But what's the civilian's recourse? doot, 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 so that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. But what I learned from that was, what I learned from that was, you know, me being me, this niggas that, um, and I'm, I'm gonna keep this brief, but this niggas that I did real crime with, right? So you know, niggas thought you know I wasn't right for a little while. So I had bumped into some of the top gangsters from my neighborhood in Harlem, and we was partying, you know, on Lennox Avenue, and one of them pulled me in the back room, and we talking, and he said, um, yo, man, you know, this, that, and the third, da, 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 I just was wondering if he was right. I said, nigga, I was on your first murder with you, right? He said, yeah. I said, you, you free, ain't you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just shit like that. Like, the hood is so fake. The hood is so fake and fucked up that it don't make no sense. Like, we thrive on all these fake principles, and you got working, yeah. you, know, you got working niggas in here and buy street codes.
0: You got yeah. bus drivers. Some of that should be mad petty and shit too. Like you know, you still see people. You know, oh, I, I don't want to be like how I used to be. Or I even bumped into this one. Oh, you didn't say hi to me. You won't. I didn't even see you. I'm you not, know, not even
1: look right. You know the morning the- like that. You I'm you sorry. No, it took me so long to, you know, because I'm a funny nigga. I like joking and laughing and shit, right? And it took me so long to retrain. I'm from the Bronx. It took me so to, so long to retrain myself to talk positive about everything. I always look for the light in the situation because we know what the bad is. So I always try to, like, even when we go down the rabbit hole, which I'm getting ready to go over there and hocus them, I got some new information. It, it you know, and, and as you know, the agents are in there. Because it'd be yeah. contentious shit. And every time I talk, what happens, child? They cut you, they cut you off you or off. something happens. You know what I'm saying? Or Clubhouse kicks me out. Off the stage, yeah. Clubhouse kicks me out. Because they don't... You see, if you got a forum or format where you can talk to two to 300 people, what you say out your mouth, it hits those ears and that goes out. And they say it out their mouth. You liberating minds. And now you can liberate minds through the fucking computer. You don't got to stand on the corner with the Hebrew Israelites and say, read. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You just, you just, you put the information out now. One person can, can liberate a thousand motherfuckers through talking on a fucking thing. You don't even got to be there, you know? So shit like that. Shit like that. And that's a fact,
0: like, and I think that's a, uh, one of the major keys to why a lot of people are waking up now, because, you know, when you turn on the TV, it's, it's indoctrination city. Like, and it's yo, nonstop,
1: all yo, 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 day, programming. You want to know something? I was always conscious, right? But it seemed like my mind took off when I stopped watching TV. Mm-hmm. like you know you could you look for it you search for it you're hungry for it we're in the rabbit hole looking for it and and Mike Lowe what up that's another one of my guys that do beats he actually me and Mike Lowe produce variables the one that I got the video for so yeah okay. yeah Mike Lowe is ah oh, man secret weapon that's like the other Minnesota that nigga is crazy with it but um yeah just to make a long story shorter um, it seems like your mind takes off when you cut the TV off. I believe that the TV is making niggas stupid. Stupid, stupid. You know,
0: alongside. It sounds like parakeets, though. Like, you get every sentence, every word verbatim. And it's like, yo, turn that (laughs) shit off, yo. You sound, you sound, you got even the accent of these motherfucking commentators of them. Like, damn.
1: Somebody needs to tell Fauci and Bill Gates, yo, bro, we know what you're doing. We know it's an electrical sickness. We know people are getting sick from the radiation and the electricity. Like, cut it out, bro. You know what I'm saying? Somebody. Need to present the scientific information To them that we fucking know But that's another, I'm gonna chill Because I don't want to get you blocked Yeah, yeah. so
0: I'm, a, I'm not gonna hold you Because I know you- you're going to go down the rabbit hole like mm-hmm. we do every night at 11. And those that want to be in tune, shout out to Hocus for hosting the rabbit hole Absolutely. and giving people the safe space to share knowledge and perspective. And there's a dope conversation. is in Clubhouse. Um, it was moved from IG because, you know, wait, wait. fucking Zuckerberg is such a hater. Joined.
1: My guy just joined the, the chat. Cricket Club Shop. That nigga is like the black Ralph Lauren. His clothing is so fly. And everybody, I just want you to go follow him. Cricket Club. Okay. That's Wayne Duncan. Yeah, and follow
0: me too. Whoever's following yeah. me from this chat, I'll follow you yeah. right back. There's yeah. a lot going on, and I don't want to press the wrong button and shut this shit down prematurely. Right. So, but... You know, like I said, I don't want to hold you from the rabbit hole. I'll be in the rabbit hole tonight too. I just wanted to make sure I sit and talk to you because we talk about the world, but I kind of wanted to talk about many for a second. You know, I want I want my audience to to, to, feel you. This this will be on YouTube and other streaming platforms as well. But you know, because I feel like you're so dope and. Like I said, I'm grateful that I got to know you outside of the artistry. Like, I talk to you every night at 11, every night. You know what I'm saying? We've been doing it for the past few years, just sharing knowledge and and then getting to know who you really were outside of the conscious, I'm like, oh shit. And I do radio, why, why didn't Ben ask you to uh, do this interview? But you know, I guess I, I didn't feel like anything was missing because I get to talk to you and I get to uh, you know, you know um, express that. You know, so I'm grateful
1: to I'm even you um, know, know you. You know, another thing that I learned from the kind of men that I came up under later on in life, say you wanna connect, right? And this is something I learned from the street. Like, I've had money for jewelry a million times. I don't like jewelry. I think that jewelry is some real negative shit for the way it makes men's minds work against you. Granted, you can't even wear new clothes every day niggas is mad at you, right? But something that I learned is if you're the guy, let your character speak volumes. Don't push a car in front of what you are. Don't push jewelry in front of what you are. Like, all right, I do I do beats, right? I go through shit every day. People go through. You know what I'm saying? I, I got family members. I got um um um. I I got family members that go through shit. I got uh, family members that took the jab. I got you know just regular life, real nigga nigga shit. And at the end of the day, it doesn't. There's no honor and benefit of being and being braggadocious to me. To, to be like, yeah, you know, I'm not the nigga standing on the couch with his showing his Gucci belt. Like, I'm not a walking advertisement. So it's just like oh, none of this. Be your son. I Demise. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to look at it. When you when you when you don't have a, when you're unemployed and you buy a $80,000 car, you just told on yourself. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, be quiet. Be quiet. And that's not for everybody. Some people is naturally loud, but we do a lot of shit that brings the detriment. I bring the detriment on myself. So now that I'm at this point in life where I'm like, yo, I never want to be a fucking drug dealer again unless I could do it legal. When they legalize certain shit, I'll fuck with it. I'm not doing nothing illegal. That's over. Illegal puts you in a place... And I know this sound crazy coming from a quote-unquote producer, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just like I finally get it when the shit you do can affect the people around you. You die, you leave your daughters, your sons behind, nothing but the fucking... Eighty thousand you had in the safe at one time. It's just, it's it's, 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 not. It's nothing is worth your life. Nothing is worth your, especially when you start creating people. I'm your a, legacy, nothing is I'm, worth I'm, your legacy. I'm a nigga, I like to make some money. I won't step on your feet, but I like me some money. You know what I'm saying? That's right. It's called growth. That's right, Shane. You know what I'm saying? So that's my cousin. PK every day. What up, Dre? You know, um, yeah. You know what I'm saying, so I
0: gotta take a look at this, I, cause my blind ass. I then, like I said, I don't be wanting to touch stuff, cause oh, I didn't yeah. have accidents. So I, I mean, no. if I catch it, I catch it. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't want shit to fight. You know, we on the live, and motherfuckers have said some things. I ain't even saying we was on there. You know. But shot um, bro, you know what I, to be yeah, Cha, cha-cha, chacha no so that was wrong what you said earlier she's she's down the rabbit hole like she's gone like I'm gone
0: what what they said tell well, me
1: i guess they they thought you didn't know you know i'm not talking about
0: oh no i know trust me no, i understand you know. go check my profile no, you know. you'll she see knows. i i be doing teeth i be teaching too i'll be putting people to what's. Whistle- i'll be no, reading articles knows, and no. everything She
1: Trinity. She Trinity, you
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's why I'm saying, like, that's why, that's why I appreciate uh, the way I know you. Uh, um, ho- um, I'm about to call you Hocus uh, you because you know we it's almost two years and we've been down a rabbit hole consecutively, faithfully. You know what I'm saying? And and watching it grow and the information being shared on a daily basis, well, a nightly basis, and 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 then. You know, I didn't know, I mean, I knew who you were, but I didn't know in depth, like having to do my research and everything like that. And I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Because usually people in the industry, they don't talk like this. You have a lot of puppets out there who are even scared to take a stand because they feel like yo, he's in a mess know with what? their career.
1: I'm not going in the names, yo. And over these past 25 years, all these niggas be stealing my shit. It's ridiculous. Like and that's why I like people be like, yo, I like I wanna take meetings and I'll play you it, you like it, you pick it. I'm not leaving no nigga with like everybody's like, yo, put your beats online and you could sell I know I could I know I could get extra rich overnight, right? But mm-hmm. I don't wanna what happens with me is I put the energy out and all the producers still. You know what I mean? But
0: that, but, but I mean, you don't like because because I, rem- I I read somewhere when you was like comparing the digging in the crates with what you would do to like the up and coming producers how they go like surfing for downloads or whatever I don't know what they call it you know but something like that. But when when that work for someone like you, like uh, you will have another DJ or another producer. Digging through the
1: downloads, I guess Looking for your work to, to yes, Sample I'm not, or whatever I'm, I'm not, YouTube is a bad Motherfucker, I will just say that Cause, it's. it's you see the same Way with micro detectives Against conspiracy when we go on Clubhouse Yeah Micro detectives of Digging online, this The dig is crazy because You got people from all over Putting up their music, like I could go Google Turkish funk and I'm finding Turkish funk from the 70s that nobody's even thinking. I shouldn't even have said that. I'm sorry. You're right. I should shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can find the craziest shit from all over the world. Dre, what up? Mm-hmm. That's my cousin, man. That's one of my favorite cousins there, man. Yeah.
0: Well, shout out to everybody in the chat, though. Shout out y'all the real MVPs vibing with us tonight. Yeah, I'm mean, I'm enjoying them. So I'm not reading all of it, but I'm more concerned with the conversation. But yeah, but we're gonna wrap this thing up because I know I had you so long, and and and. But before we go, what's next?
1: What's next? Um, me me putting out projects, and I would say before I go to work with anybody. Um, most Steph and Jadakus got first dibs because I've been fucking with them. When y'all hear the joints I did for the locks, niggas is gonna know, like, it's so nasty and stinky, New York. Like, New York, they got that shit right now. They got, oh my God, like, like, you put that stink on it, You put that stink on it. And it's not like radio hits, it's like in your car, vibing, riding around. I, I don't want to hurt anybody today's shit. Uh, yeah. word. That's all I can say.
0: Bring us back to what New York really sound like. New
1: York, what New York sounds sound like.
0: Yes, the real sound, the real sound. You know, I want to take this moment to thank you so much, Minnie, for pulling up for, to Live at Radio and having this discussion with me and, and, and sharing so many gem, gems. You drop so many, as you do all the time. But, you know, being that you on my platform, Live at Radio, I have to take notice and, and salute you, give you your flowers, and all that good shit. And, and I appreciate you. So, um, you want to put out me music and all this to everybody if they living on the where they could find you.
1: Yeah, MB. Somebody said MB. C-Shine. That's my man, C-Shine. MBP in the Let me tell you something. When that happens, C-Shine, that's gonna be a thing. But, um, yeah, I fuck with them. Oh, man.
0: Oh, shit. That's everyone. We I'm hitting you tomorrow. Scraps. Ooh. What's up, Harlem? His shit is fucking in rotation. He probably got a phone call or something. Somebody probably try to call. Oh, he shot down. Oh, what's up, Harlem? What's up, Green Bay? So Graces? Cricket Club? Exactly why? Uh, why stress? Uh, PK? Salute to the fam. Yeah, what's up? Chilly Cold Nature. Oh, that's the homie. Yes. Rush awareness. I don't want to touch no more buttons because I'm scared. But yeah, thank you all for tuning in for another dope, motivational Monday um, interview with Live At Radio. We had the iconic, legendary producer, a Minnesota Money Boss players. And it was, I think he's trying to come back. Hold up. Yep.
1: There you go. I think I got to hit it from here. Oh, okay, there you go. Oh, nah, that's bum-ass Android shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to say, my, God damn, you didn't even say much. much. My daughter's in here now. Oh, Cozy Corner OG, what up? JBS, that's my management right there. JBS Management, my man, Shoddy.
0: Yes, yes, he's working. He out here working, out here grinding, out here showing love too. I was just wrapping it up. Minnie do you have any final words or anything like that you want to share with the public? Um, any words of encouragement a- since you all about the light now.
1: Once upon a handshake, available on all streaming platforms, and if you like that, that's play play. And that's that. I, I'm putting that talk on there too. So you know, just just before we end, short story. When I was. A little boy and I was on a baseball team. Um Big Pun's uncle, Wimpy, ran a baseball team for the kids, right? And um mm-hmm. uh uh um 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 Melly mm-hmm. Mellon Mel had put a record out called The Message. Yeah, and, it,
0: and it's hitting its fortieth anniversary this year. Yeah.
1: And when 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 I heard that record, that day when I went home. I was on 161st Street by the McDonald's because we was all on a baseball team. When I went home, I never looked at my neighborhood the same. He taught me that it's fucked up where we live, like shit that's normal. Everything he said was going on in the community. And um, I want to say to other artists or anybody that does get to hear this or any hustlers or whatever you're doing as an adult man or any gang bangers, that the children are always watching you, so watch what you show the children, or watch what you're saying around the children. You know what I'm saying? So it's important for us to get back to a place where niggas is rhyming about other kind of things. You know, even in the playing field, mm-hmm. talking about family, a family event, or you know, Big Mama or Grandpa who's not here more. You know? Just talk about life and make it fun, and you know, because niggas took the fun out of the music. You know.
0: And I don't remember the last time I ever I heard a Dear Mama song. Remember when right. we was hearing mama songs like every month?
1: Now you don't hear that shit at all. It's Dear right. Bitch. Uh, somebody asked the album, it's on it's available on all streaming platforms. It's called Once Upon a Handshake. And I had to change my name from Minnesota to Minnesota Money Boss. Because apparently there's a young kid. That, I mean, and I probably could take him to court and and and, and do all that shit, but I'm not even Thinking like that, but it's a young it can kid. A
0: from- digital fingerprint. As long as you can prove, because um, everything you post right. is timestamp.
1: Right, right. So, um, unless he comes at me ever for being Minnesota the producer, I would never come at him. Because then I would take him to court and destroy him. Because I've been Minnesota the producer since ninety yes. two. you know. Um, but there's a young kid who owns the name Minnesota, so I had to change my name to Minnesota Money Boss, which I don't mind because that's to the vein. Yeah, you know.
0: And, and I like it, Minnesota. I like it Minnie. you know, and and I, I, I appreciate you. And with that being said, I, I think that concludes our interview. You know, shout out to you. This is just me giving you your flowers and recognizing that I see you. I see you. I see you beyond, and you are intricate in my life this whole time because the music that you produced was the soundtrack to my life, and I, I knew you before I knew you, and, you know, and and I, I appreciate you in the industry.
1: Hey, Shay, I'm going to write a book. I got to write a book. I've been through too much shit. Somebody said I thought it was a book. It's an album. You know what I'm saying? Tariq is on it, and, and my, and my Money Boss crew is on it, you know? But it's an album, you know? It's, it's just some real hip-hop shit. It was like a hobby, like my man Shotty was just like, yo, I'm throwing this out. So we Sidewalk Executive is coming. Sidewalk Executive is going to be, I'm going to play around with the radio songs on that one. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm You're
0: making there. me want to rhyme, just so you can produce my shit.
1: Nigga, to shoot from the hip.
0: I'm i, 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 I doing it. Like, I, so, I got bars. I'm yes, not a rapper, but my flow is unforgettable, though. Yeah, no, listen, like, listen, what?
1: Listen, cha let me tell you something, right? You know, the, the, there's something that happened in rap that was bad and I'm glad certain people even the playing field like Nas and Kanye and Jane. And it's like, as you're older, right, you shouldn't make music. And, and and let me tell you something, right? What the fuck can a 19-year-old tell you about street life or how to get around it and make it sound clever and fun? What can, what can a 24-year-old tell you about the streets in reference to out-thinking the maze and getting out of it. So if I want to give my money to a purchase or a download or a stream or an album or a cassette or a vinyl or whatever the fuck it is, you got to be saying some shit. Or oh, that shit got mm-hmm. to feel good. Mm-hmm. And niggas ain't making feel good music now. I can predict what a nigga's going to say. He fucked bitches. My diamonds is big. Like, like, Outside of that, Ice-T, a, 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 a lyrical mentor to me, Ice-T told me, and I never knew this, he said, damn, man, we hung out with Ice-T years ago. Ice-T said, yo, you got game when you rhyme. And I was like, yo, what you talking about? He was like, you got the game. He said, that's what it is. He said, when you talk in this street shit, there's only a few dimensions to it. It's only like three to five dimensions. He said, but it's the way you present it is mm-hmm. the same old scenario you're regurgitating the same old scenario in a better way than the last five niggas did so mm-hmm. that's you know what I'm saying so that's the thing so how can I yo listen besides us liberating people's minds we got to liberate the street people too we got to make being smart acceptable because that's what that's we want That's why you be seeing me in those particular
0: mm-hmm. groups. I'm not going to shout them out right now, but I be in there on purpose. Right. And I be doing all kinds of tactics yeah. to let them know like, that this shit yeah,
1: ain't real. you I, I fuck with Bullets Gotti. He got the That's what my man Bullets be having all the goons in his room. And Nation. Right. No, yeah. Those ones. Like, no, like I, the I go in there and I be quiet sometime and I be cracking up, and um, and I be listening, and the niggas be like, "Pull up, will you pull up there, nigga? Where you at?" And niggas is really ready to fire on niggas they don't even know. No, like going hard
0: and not realizing you on a fucking public app. Like, you all snitching on yourselves mm-hmm. And that's not even And it's so cliche, it's so normalized That every time you hear that shit, it's cliche now Like, when are y'all gonna understand You're saying, he told, I'm that real nigga Like, we had a whole nigga talk about how he was a coke a co- a dealer And I'm like, nigga, you're saying that shit well, on it's Clubhouse right. It's Woo, okay
1: It's okay if it's past the statute of limitations, too Give up your story so That shit right. wasn't past tense that it, shit was- it wasn't past a day And you up there talking about what you do But that's the new thing, snitch on yourself Like niggas don't, like my thing is this right At least go to FBI.gov and read the laws Right At least to, to Understand this shit I'm gonna put in a book This shit I'm gonna say But it's past tense And the shit you can't talk about won't be spoke about You get what I'm saying So, it's that. It's that.
0: Yeah, I just try to share my perspective. So, just to try to encourage or inspire somebody that this life is bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, like, it be sounding so little. And I'm like, I know you better than that. I know you better than that. I be seeing.
1: See, you know what? You know what? The thing about humanity and life is this nobody really wants to die anonymous everybody's still ser- searching for king tut legendary status you know but that no, ain't it though like yeah, what about that lifestyle some think that shit is what? it but it's the quick way to die anonymous but nobody wants to die anonymous you know everybody wants to everybody's screaming like look i'm here i'm somebody and the way to do that now is violence for the sake of violence how many niggas you shot so, it's like a retarded Me Too
0: movement Me Too, Me Too Look at me, 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 me too
1: Right, right, you know what I'm saying So you know, that's it man, for the most part That's it Cha Cha, but um Yeah, that's what it is y'all So anytime Cha Cha, whenever you want to Get back on the app, let's go, you know Yes, let's do it Yes, and I and I totally appreciate You Minnie, and I salute Minnie. you yo. Thank yeah, you me. for everything down home team. All right, I'm gonna try and save the live. But once you save it, send it to me, and I'll post it in my stories. All right. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna just give my final words, my final thoughts, and tell everybody
0: to subscribe to my channel. But I thank you for pulling up, and I'm gonna see you in a few moments on
1: on, on down the rabbit hole. Okay, cool. I got some for everybody that's not on Clubhouse. Um, come to Clubhouse, hocus for a fifth, so you can hear the, the other the other um side of the shit because um. How can I say it? I found the cure. Oh,
0: you know, all kinds of disclaimers got to be done said. All kinds <laughs> of disclaimers.
1: Like I just said, it, 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 it could be, be, be the cure for roaches in your cabinet. So I need about an hour to sharpen my mind back up on it. So for everybody that went through that and did that, I found it. Okay. So we, we I want to hear you. Okay. All right. All right, all right, all right, y'all.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. See you later. Salute, Minnie. Peace. Is he going to do it or I'm going to I think he did it. Yes! Another dope episode. Another dope interview in the books. Yes. I want to shout out to everybody who tuned in tonight. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. And if even if you didn't like it, hit that shit too. And tell me why you hating though. Tell me why you hating though. Yes. I want to shout out to everybody. Um, This was the first episode of 2022, and I had to start it off with such an icon and legendary person as Minnesota Morning Boss players. Yes, please go hit his link tree so you can listen to all the music that he produced throughout the years from your favorite iconic artists. I mean, even if you are new to him right now, I guarantee you, your playlist has a lot of songs that he produced and you may not even know. Yes, so shout out to all of you guys Shout out to him for pulling up to live at radio For another dope interview And I don't think there's nothing left to be said You know, one thing about many, And I think he will make a great teacher He's a great leader, you know And I really feel like he would do well with teenagers I could see him teaching the new leaders of the new school All pun intended even that was a pun, too. You got it? Ah! Anyway, yes. Shout out to all of you guys. Thank you for another dope. Oh, and if you all my other um, streaming services, please like and share the link so everybody can hear this as well. And I think that's it. You know, knowledge is power. Every day, it doesn't matter how old you are, take a moment in time to learn something new. Take a moment in time to learn something extraordinary. And once you learn those things, pass that shit on. Because how are we ever going to get up out of this motherfucker sane and better than what we were yesterday? And we don't pass that knowledge. Knowledge is free. Do your due diligence... And we will get there. I know we are. Shout out to everybody waking up. You know, even though you was a little asleep, we had to hit you upside your head a few times. But you here now. Better late than never. I'm watching you. But better late than never. Yes. And with that being said, have a good night. See you guys next time. Be safe out there.